Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is uh, one of my favorite days of the week, Emmett Fox Friday. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great on this Emmett Fox Friday. Excellent, excellent. I am your host, Jason Napolitano, and on the line I have the intrepid Mr. Chris Sheridan. You indeed. Like intrepid. Indeed, indeed. Oh, indeed. I like the intrepid. Indeed. Don't don't steal my indeed. Indeed, yeah, no, that's your line. <laughs> you get a royalty every time I, I say it. You get a royalty <laughs> each and every time you say indeed. Exactly. All right, so we're going to cover the subject today of how to meditate easily. And we are, of course, in the book, How to Find and Use Your Inner Power, also known as Sparks of Truth by Emmett Fox. And Emmett Fox being a new thought leader, author uh, from the early 20th century, he was probably most active when this book was uh, from the late 30s, 1930s, 37, 38, I think. And best known probably for his little uh, but very powerful pamphlet called The Golden Key. And that's available. Uh, a lot of people have you know, maybe heard of it. We did a podcast. Do you remember which episode was on the Golden Key? I don't. It's near the near the beginning near of the, the beginning. podcast that we yeah. did. Yeah. Maybe we so can do an updated Golden Key. Back. Yeah, that might be Golden Key idea. Revisited or something. That and, yeah, and, and actually we talked a little bit about this earlier before the show, the seven main aspects of God, which we're going to talk about a little bit in this one, but we might do a, a full one on that. That could be good. And the seven-day mental diet, I think we talked about that yeah, as well. Yeah, that was a great it's another well. Emmett Fox and Spirit on the Mount. And, he, you know, as well as a New Thought uh, leader and speaker, he was very popular in New York. I guess he gave, you know, very well-attended um, Sunday sermons. And he's one of the things about Emmett Fox, he's kind of known for delivering things in sh very small doses, very mm -hmm. powerful, very compact. But like this book is really a collection of dozens of these, you know, one or two page little sermons or something. Yeah, and his yeah. pamphlets are really small. And even his books are really kind of compilations. Yeah. Um, and each one you can kind of take at a time. So, uh, and that was, that was his philosophy and how he, you know, felt uh, people would, uh, you know, or that's just the way he wanted to say what he needed to say. Yeah. Uh, and I think, that um, form. I think that's one of the reasons that he's uh, so popular among the 12 step and uh, recovery groups and so on, because it's stuff so punchy and it's, you know, it's very uh, effective. It's clear. Um, you know, he's, and he's free from, from a lot of the stuff that, you know, makes people kind of wince when they think about religion, if they had some bad experiences with that or whatever. So, um, right. so find and use your inner power. Highly recommend it. Right. Let us jump into how to meditate easily. I will start and then you're going to take it up and then we'll do our, our little discussion on it. So truth students are constantly urged to practice meditation on divine things. And indeed, there is no more powerful form of prayer. It is the practice of the presence of God in its most effective form and is the quickest way out of sin, sickness, and inharmony. But unfortunately, many people have a fixed idea that they cannot meditate. I'm not spiritual enough, they say, or I've had no mental training along that line. And so they cut themselves off from the quickest form of spiritual growth. Now, the fact is that anyone, excuse me, everyone can and does meditate. Even the most seemingly material people constantly meditate, only they do not meditate on divine things. 
thousands of men meditate deeply upon the subject of baseball during the season without in the least realizing that they are doing so. What usually happens is something like this. John Smith gets up in the morning and immediately picks up all the problems of life where he left them before going to sleep. He goes down to breakfast and engages in conversation about family matters, domestic problems, and so forth. On the railroad platform, he buys a paper, reads the headings on the front page, and becomes involved in national and foreign policies, politics, and the latest crime. Then the train comes in, and having selected a seat, he turns over to the baseball page. Here he reads steadily for 10 or 15 minutes, and now a change takes place. Gradually, as he reads about the ball games and becomes absorbed in what he is reading, all other subjects fade out of his mind. Home troubles, business troubles, politics, crime, all are forgotten. Presently, he lays down the paper and becomes lost in the contemplation of his subject. He thinks about prominent players. He criticizes the management of his own favorite team. Possibly, he thinks of certain changes which he would like to see made in the rules of the game and much more along the same line. The next thing he knows, 30 or, 40, or 30 or 40 minutes have passed, and he has arrived at his destination. Now, here is an example of first-class meditation, except that it has been about baseball instead of about divine things. This man may read up his subject, this, excuse me, this man read up his subject for 10 or 15 minutes and thus got away from the general stream of thought. Having done this, he proceeded to think through and about his subject until he became absorbed in it. His technique was perfect. Now, if you will imitate him, except that you will read a spiritual book for 10 or 15 minutes and then think about God, taking perhaps the seven main aspects in turn, which are life, love, truth, intelligence, soul, spirit, and principle, Think about your spiritual self. Think about the truth of being in any shape or form. You will have made a wonderful meditation too. And if you do this, you cannot fail of remarkable results. You cannot fail of remarkable results. So you're going to get great results if you do this. So this is a really, really great little uh, subject for today. First thing I want to say is this book is a perfect book to do this with because of its short little punchy sections and its, you know, deep spiritual message is contained within those, you know, and that's kind of what we're doing out loud with this show each week, but you could actually do this with this book and, and meditate on these different sections. So that's uh, one thing to think about. Even right. this one itself, you could meditate on the, how to meditate easily. <laughs> you could meditate on meditating about meditating as well you yeah. can take it one step further and really we'll just go full inception really, and, go uh... down, really go down the rabbit hole multiple layers couldn't <laughs> you i love it so yeah. let me repeat those seven main aspects of god i'm going to also put these in the um in the description so those and that's that, one of his books as well yeah the seven okay. main aspects of god is an emmett fox book it's a it's a short little pamphlet where you kind of uh, learn how to contemplate these different aspects of the divine so they are Life, love, truth, intelligence, soul, spirit, and principle. Principle. By principle, he means divine law. The divine law that holds kind of everything into place and how, how God works, basically, behind the scenes, the invisible workings of God, principle. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this. Um, we talked a bit before the show. 
you know, the first thing that we notice, of course, is that you've got this, you've got this idea of meditation being something that's very difficult. You know, a lot of people have this idea that it's something uh, challenging and something they don't know how to do. You know, they don't have training along that line, as, as he put it, or they're not, they, you know, they think they're not spiritual enough, quote unquote, things like that. But then he goes on to point out, and this is a really important fact, that we can and do meditate all the time. And he uses such a great example, you know, baseball, especially when this was written, was you know, still, it's still a major topic of people's, you know, thought. Uh, but, you know, it was one of these things that really, I mean, especially in his day, you know, everybody knew all the stats and they were absorbed with all the different teams. Obviously, there are a lot less sports in general. So baseball was pretty much the national sport at this time. So, you know, most men were completely absorbed in all the statistics and who was doing what and the management and so on. So you know, he points out something that's very common. You know, today it might be something like, you know, what's going on on the Internet or, you know, the shows that people are watching or what have you. But we, you know, we get just as deeply involved in those subjects that we're passionate about as this, you know, this man in this example here does with his baseball. Right, Chris? Well, right. And that's, you know, being an enthusiast or having enthusiasm is, you know, really in theos. You're almost in a godlike connection with uh, or divine would say yeah um, connection with something because it's you know you connect with it on, on a really personal and meaningful way mm-hmm. um, no matter what it is and then it, since you have connected with it then you can kind of get lost in thought with it and yeah two things happen first the rest of this stuff stops the monkey mind you know the troubles of the world all these things that all the worries do. right yeah yeah they make it really difficult to um to meditate because you you really can't just go into a quiet room and, um, you know, with all the stuff of the day that's going on in your mind, that's going on in the world, go, okay, I'm going to just, it's too abrupt, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is a way of kind of coming into it, or like some guided meditations will do. But this is a very, you know, personal and uh, way that you can do on your own. Yeah, exactly. Uh, get uh, get lost in, in thought, um, you know, and I guess the difference is what he's saying is that, you know, if you're doing it about baseball, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And you've stopped thinking about the world. And that's probably more constructive than, um, you know, the, the burdens of the day. But um, to uh, to then go even one step further and yeah. say, OK, well, how can I contemplate, you know, the, you know, the best in humanity, the, the great laws of life and love and principle and truth and, yeah, and, exactly. and, and exactly. uh, you know, in kind of a very platonic kind of way. Um, yeah, and I think, um, you know, what, what, what's so important about this, and, you know, i just say this really quickly, but, you know, this idea, this is basically what I write about in my book, if you can worry, you can meditate, it's the same sort of idea, you know, that we can, we worry about things or obsess about things in the same way we could use that same energy to, to focus and concentrate on something positive, something instructive, something spiritual, and really he's saying the same thing, he's like, but he's, He's using a positive example, and I show how, like, you know, anxious thoughts and worrisome thoughts are the same thing. We get caught up in those. Uh, but, but his point is, like, you know, so you're, we naturally find ourselves absorbed in, in things that take our mind away from the troubles of the day. Uh, we're focused completely on that subject in a deep and profound way. And, you know, and then we're contemplating the meaning of whatever's going on and then going over it in our mind afterwards. Uh, 
And it's just like the, what he's talking about, you know? So he's saying, really just, you already do that. So port it over to something spiritual, you know, find a spiritual book, find some passages of scripture, you know, use something like this, find and use your inner power or whatever, you know, book works for you. You could use the Bible. You could use, you know, the Dhammapada, you could use the, you know, any, any spiritual book or, or thing that has meaning to you. Um, you know, re read for 10 or 15 minutes, basically hit that kind of restart, you know, kind of clear out the mind, get it refocused on something positive, and then take the time afterwards to really focus on what that, what that scripture, what that passage, whatever you're reading about has, you know, what meaning that has for you, and then connect it to those, those principles we were talking about, life, love, truth, intelligence, soul, spirit, and principle, and kind of running those, those ideas you know, through your mind and in, in, in relation to the subject you're thinking about in your life and, you know, the divine, the divine aspects of things that are unfolding in your life, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Well, right. And that's kind of what it means to be a disciple is, you know, there's sort of this discipline, but it's something that, um, whether it's baseball or, or something else, yeah. and you, you know, in a way I'm seeing this guy's almost a disciple. You know, he sure, honors it, sure. reads about it, you know, spends, you know, time with his consciousness and his presence, you know, devoting um, towards it. There's, you know, devotional uh, meditation where you just look at a deity or God or goddess uh, figure uh, where you have a little statue or an image um, or a, a mandala, uh, you know, some pattern. It could even be abstract that you kind of get lost in that. So here's this sort of gateway. Cause I, I see what he's saying is there's like, it's a two-step process. Mm -hmm. You know, the one is to get, you know, concentrating on kind of one thing or being, you know, so interested in this thing that you're not thinking about the other things. And then at some point, once you've reached saturation or absorption, you put it down and close your eyes and then, that's when you contemplate yeah. what it is you, you got focused in. I think that's just, you know, a really clear and it really describes the, the meditative process, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in a way that really anybody can understand. And it's not about, you know, going back to the beginning, what meditation isn't uh, or it doesn't have to be complicated or difficult mm -hmm. or you have to have a particular room or sit in a position or cross your legs in a funny way or, you know, I mean, you don't have to, you can, there's a number of ways to do it. And yeah, yeah. You know, you can find a way in. Uh, but even just that, maybe that's something, you know, could contemplate on it after listening to this is, okay, what do I absorb myself with? You know, how do I, you know, what do I get lost in thought in? Mm -hmm. And even if you start with something that's not, you know, particularly uh, overtly spiritual, uh, the meaning that you, associate with something that you enjoy that's spiritual isn't joy and love and passion and in in the positive sense passion um those are all you know interesting things and you know to find maybe the meaning like if it's you like airplanes or something like i do it's well it's what's it's the meaning of flight you know it's man's oldest dream mm -hmm. uh, there's great myths about flight I and mean, you could you could take something and go even beyond what it is to reach that, you know, kind of spiritual sense, because really, you know, what, in you know, you obviously know more about me than <laughs> meditating, but, uh, but, you know, I see this, it's almost like mediating or it's mm -hmm. the medium between 
in your waking world and this kind of, you know, almost difficult to reach, you know, spiritual yeah. state. It's yeah, somewhat yeah. elusive. And yours kind of, you you tune down the other one so you can tune more in to that other one. You're sort of in between. You're the bridge, you know, uh, you know between those. And yeah, I think to uh, calm calm the outer and you know unfold the inner um, is is how you get there. Sure, you know, and then you're it's almost like you know attenuation. You're tuning tuning out and tuning in. Yeah, that's right. That's not what Ram Dass say to drop uh, out. Drop, and, that's that was uh, actually, drop out of college, take was, acid. I don't that know. Was I it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, tune, tune out, tune, in, tune, turn out on. tune out, turn on, and I don't know, something, something else. Don't drop out, I don't <laughs> drop know, out, right. tune uh, something. Well, just one quick note on that, and we can move on. But is is that a lot of and he said, you know, Fox is saying that this is the quickest form of spiritual growth. Mm hmm. A lot of people nowadays think the quickest form of spiritual growth is ayahuasca, DMT, ketamine, or, you know, some mm -hmm. other kind of psychedelic thing as mm -hmm. the quickest form. It's a very quick way of having a, you know, an incredible experience. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, spiritual spiritual-ish, but it's not well, really spiritual growth. Yeah. Well, with some people. No, you can do spiritual damage. I mean, it can really mess you up, too. Exactly. I think with some people, it does open them up. Uh, and mm -hmm. they are able to kind of kind of see things that they they weren't you know able to before. And I think uh, you know some people tend to you know get caught in that cycle of just wanting to have those psychedelic experiences, and they're not really necessarily learning anything about spirituality or themselves. They're just a, a kind of addicted to that high of the mm -hmm. spiritual influx of you know information and and feeling uh, that they get, which you know. The thing is that what 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 he's talking about here is more about about like you said spiritual growth. It's not just about having you know blowing your mind and opening it up. It's about growing internally, you know, philosophically, psychologically, spiritually, et cetera, et cetera. It's more of like a soul growth, um, you know. And I like what you were saying though. It's like, you know, it's almost like if you find yourself having difficulty with some of these spiritual ideas or even these spiritual books and you know you can't concentrate or you know you're not really that interested right now or you find that your mind wanders but you know you do say or you know find that you're it's really easy to focus on a different subject like you know we we're talking about before the show it's like for example like if you really say you're a really big led zeppelin fan a huge music fan you know, you could do something like, you know, get some, get some Zeppelin. You could listen to some Led Zeppelin, for example. Uh, you could listen to Stairway to Heaven a couple of times. Um, and then maybe look at a sheet of lyrics and contemplate the lyrics in that song. I mean, you could do that with any, any, any music or even, you know, listen to some classical music and, you know, for 10 or 15 minutes and then contemplate the feeling states that you went through and how that's connected to, you know, your spiritual life, your soul, the principle of the world, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so it's kind of a, that's kind of a gateway in to use something that you're already passionate about. You already find yourself really focused on and, you know, begin to use that as a more meditative practice, sort of spiritualize that particular experience. You know, if you find that you're having trouble connecting with spiritual books or spiritual subjects, you know, for whatever reason, spiritualize something material or a hobby or an art or something, you know, you already are really, you know, jazzed about 
and uh, you know, move from there. But I think it is important though, to eventually try to port it over and work directly on that spiritual stuff, because we can be a little lazy with ourselves sometimes. Like, well, I'm not really, you know, this isn't really grabbing me. And oftentimes when stuff isn't grabbing us, we need more work in that area. So even if you do try to bridge it over with something you're, you know, you're really excited about, like, you know, as you're a huge hockey fan or, a, or, a, you know, whatever, an IndyCar fan like yourself, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can eventually port that over to, to something spiritual that grabs your attention and work with that. I think that that's the goal, right? So it is. And um, well, that's why a lot of philosophy, classical philosophy, um, you know, they're called you know the meditations, mm-hmm. the discourse on the meditations, or you know, sometimes with Plato, he has a lot of conversations with spiritual thinkers and philosophers, some living or dead, in his in his dialogues. You know that it, that they're talking about something, um, and then yeah, put the book down and and uh, contemplate. I kind of want to get back to what um, you started talking about um, your book, and it's in important to note that this example of the person reading about baseball or if you know replace that with a spiritual text Mm -hmm. if that's effective too yeah it's preferable um you know you read it you get absorbed in it you know but he deliberately even though maybe kind of unconsciously he went into a meditation reading about baseball and putting the paper down but he deliberately went to something that he liked yeah there was a you know even if it wasn't for the purpose of, of meditating um, that was a personal choice that was, you know, at least somewhat consciously made at the beginning. Same thing if you want to pick up a spiritual text and read that. Or, you know, like you said, it's a great example of like listening to, to music and then looking at the lyrics and then putting it all down and just coasting with that and see where it takes you. Um, those are conscious acts and there's like a choice involved. He didn't look at the fashion pages. That wouldn't have absorbed his attention, apparently. Baseball did. Uh, so that's a conscious, uh, preferable, you know, it's something you like, you know, you've chosen this thing. Um, when you talk about in your book, if you can worry, you can meditate. Uh, it's the same thing that's something you're already doing. Yeah. But the difference is in Fox's example, uh, it's something that somebody did by choice, mm-hmm. or at least picked it up by choice. Worrying sometimes, a lot of times is very automatic it's unconscious it's not you no know, you don't really say mm, i'm looking at this i could do this i could do ooh, or i could oh i could worry Let me do that. <laughs> yeah right you know it's not a choice like you're flipping through the paper yeah and, and seeing you know which page you want to read yeah to, according to your interest it's something that kind of comes up and, and gets you and it absorbs you you sure. don't have to get absorbed in it it's already there a worry is an obsession mm-hmm. you are absorbed you already are or it wouldn't be a worry it yeah. would just be a passing thought um, so maybe you can talk a little bit more about that, but I yeah, think yeah. one of the distinctions is that it's something that's, I think it's even worse. I mean, it's one thing, you know, I think the guy reading the paper about baseball is much better off than yeah. the warrior who was, who was doing a worry meditation. Yeah. You're so kind of, maybe talk. That's a great point. And you're, you know, with, with his example, you know, you're kind of going from, from a, a benign or semi-positive thing to something spiritual. In my case, in the book, I'm talking about how to go from, you know, a worry state, an anxious state, which we consider a negative state into a more positive one. The, the thing about it that's interesting is that, just like you said, it's somewhat of an unconscious act. You know, the, the basic, you know, 
principle of meditation is, you know, starting to recognize what your thoughts are actually doing and then kind of uh, starting to shape them and move them in a direction, you know, as you, as you get better and better at it. Um, and so, you know, what I basically talk about is how to take something that it has been an unconscious process and is something that you're doing and following and then becoming conscious of it first and then, you know, turning it into something constructive and positive, which is, it's a little bit different, but it's, it's more or less the same thing. Because if you think about it, even when you're worrying, you know, it's one of these things like a worry pops up and then basically you hang on to it and run with it, you know, and you continually obsess on it and you continue to think about more and more you know, challenges that might occur and you, you know, you fantasize about greater and greater, you know, disasters that might occur and things like that. And then it causes that anxiety and the worry and, and all the, you know, the chemical processes in the body react to that. And we go into fight or flight and, it, you know, it's very damaging to our, to our, to our system. Um, you know, so basically, you know, what we do is we, we interrupt that and we learn how to do that. And I guess, you know, like you, you pointed out, you know, I do talk about that more in the book. We, it goes beyond the scope of what we're talking about today. But, you know, the, it's very it's very similar to, to, to what uh, to what to what Fox is talking about today. It's a it's a great uh, this is a great, simple way to get started. And of course, if you want to go deeper, you know, you can check out my book. If you uh, can worry, you can meditate. Uh, thank you for that for that uh, that plug, Chris. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I've always thought that was such a provocative uh, title that uh, you know. I mean, it's one thing we can read about baseball. You, yep. know, you can meditate. Well, that wouldn't really excite me. But if, if you can worry, a lot of people worry that they can't meditate. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> or or trying to meditate makes them. No, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it fast enough, yeah. or hard enough, or light enough, or whatever sure. it's supposed to be. Um, you know, yeah. So, but being conscious of, of our, our thoughts yeah. and then directing them in a way that we want exactly. them to go is, is, you know, so important. And it's, the, I mean, essentially, I mean, it's the same thing that, you know, that Fox is, is talking about, you know, it's just that this guy, the guy with the baseball thing, he has to become consciously aware that he's doing it. Cause I mean, in a sense, he is making that choice, but that could be something habitual that he does each and every day. He could read those baseball pages each and every day and yeah. do the same exact thing. And he's trained himself to do that. In essence, he could just as soon, you know, be, you know, doing the opposite of that is sticking with those headlines and all these, you know, the, all the terrible news of the day and then pondering on that for 40 minutes while he's going to work. And then by the time he gets to work, he's a bloody mess, you know, and he's just like, Oh God, what am I going to do? You know, the world's falling apart. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's doing it positively with this with this baseball thing, but he could, you know, he could even take it to the next level and bring along a little book and, you know, focus on some some spiritual stuff and then spend, you know, 20 or 30 minutes contemplating that on the way to work and feel really great and really get something done that day. So, you know, really just to kind of recap, because we're coming to the end of this thing, but to recap, basically the idea of, of this, the main point of this is is to, you know, take time to read 10 or 15 minutes of a spiritual book, for example, or we're saying also, if, you know, you're really interested in something else that holds your attention, you know, do that for 10 or 15 minutes, be it listening to some music or reading about, you know, your favorite band or contemplating some song lyrics, something like this, whatever you want to do um, as a kind of way in. Doing that for 10 or 15 minutes to sort of break the pattern of thought and get your, get your mind kind of focused. And then taking another 
you know, 10 minutes after that or however long you want to do and sort of contemplating on the meaning, the spiritual meaning behind that thing uh, and, and, and allowing that to kind of unfold. And again, thinking of those, those seven main aspects of God that he talks about, which uh, I'll list in the, uh, I'll list in the description so you can go back and check those out. Do you have anything else to add, Chris? Uh, I think that's about it. I think, you know, just that it's, it's easier than we think we're already, whether it's worrying or it's, it's, you know, interested in baseball, uh, we're already doing the skill needed. Yeah. We just have to be conscious of it and do it deliberately in a, you know, affirmative way. Exactly. uh, You know, that leads towards growth. Um, And you know, that it, you know, that's Fox. That's really what Fox does. He really takes something that could be very complicated mm-hmm. and difficult, demystifies it, puts it in uh, a very clear and very short. <laughs> yeah. No, it's amazing. Uh, I would re- read that. It's, it won't even take you 10 or 15 minutes. So maybe read that once or twice and close your eyes and see where it there takes you. There you go. Fantastic idea. And of course, that comes from Find and Use Your Inner Power. If you want to get that book, this is a great book that you can use for that spiritual exercise. All right. So thank you for listening to our Emmett Fox Friday show. Uh, do check us out on our Sunday show as well. We've got some great stuff coming up there. Um, and join us again next Friday where we'll have more wonderful Emmett Fox material to share with you guys. Uh, thank you for listening again. Uh, check us out at CosmicEye.org or ChrisSheridan.com. Chris's book is an excellent book to, to look at and think about and meditate on as well. It's called The Spirit in the Sky. There's a lot of beautiful stuff in that. And you can look at a spiritual experience and think about that. Meditate on that because there's some deep stuff there. Uh, so you can also check us out at Anchor.fm slash CosmicEye if you want to support us. And, of course, i got to thank everybody who is supporting us. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, Please share us with your friends on social media and so on so we can get these positive words out there to more people and hopefully create a little better world. Thanks again for joining us. Goodbye and God bless.